Welcome to a brand new episode of the Business Coaching for Artists podcast with me, your host Susanna. I'm a vocalist and topline writer with over 18 years experience in the music industry and the past couple years it has become my mission to help talented artists build a successful music business on their own terms. Hello and welcome. I hope you're doing great. You may actually hear in the background some noise that is the dryer for the laundry. Last night my boyfriend hang out the laundry to dry in the garden. However, this morning when I woke up it was raining. So I rushed outside to find the laundry soaking wet and You know, even though I knew I was going to record this this podcast, I wanted to put it in the dryer. First of all, if you leave it wet, then it's going to smell. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Second of all, I prefer not to have appliances like the laundry machine or the dryer on when I'm not at home. And in an hour or so, I'm going to be leaving to driving to Huizen, which is like an hour and a half from where I live, to be working with Raz Nitsan, who is a producer and songwriter, really good friend of mine, and we've been working together in music for the past 18 years, so basically since the beginning of my professional career. And yeah, we're going to work on some new music, some new songs, so I'm going to be away all day, my boyfriend's at work. So yeah, even though I have to record this podcast, I was like, I'm going to put it in the dryer anyway. But anyways, I'm getting really sidetracked here. (laughs) So today's episode, I want to talk about music career advice and when to take it at heart and when to maybe be careful uh, before you follow or actually sometimes dismiss the advice. So basically... Music career advice, do's and don'ts, I guess. Now, you know, a career in music is not the most conventional, straightforward career path. And the music industry can be confusing and kind of feel like a maze sometimes. And one thing that I believe actually sets successful artists apart from the rest is that they are willing to ask for help and guidance. They are willing to connect with fellow artists and basically, and and other people in this industry, and basically learn from those people. But I do think there are a few pitfalls when asking for help or following others, other people's sometimes unsolicited or well intended advice that I want to discuss on this episode. Years ago, I had a, I'm really talking years ago, maybe 10 years ago or something. I had a conversation with someone with a lot of experience in the music industry. And one of the things we talked about was what does it take for an artist to grow in popularity? And her take on this was that artists basically should be larger than life personalities that we should be unattainable and unreachable. With the idea that the more unattainable an artist is, that the more intriguing they will be for the audience. Now, while I do really think that this may have been the case in the old music industry from before 
social media and streaming. And maybe this does still count for a few of the most famous artists of our time. You know, the first one that comes to mind is Beyonce. Since the rise of social media, however, I believe that actually being unreachable has the opposite effect. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while or been following me on Instagram or if you've been working with me, then you've probably heard me explain this before. You know, nowadays what I have seen works well for myself, uh, but also other artists where it comes to building an engaged, loyal fan base is actually investing in a relationship with your fans instead of viewing it as a one-way street where they are there to support you and just buy your music, basically. Where you are some unreachable, larger-than-life personality. And I think that this is the case for the majority of artists. And I still see that old way of thinking with some of my fellow trans artists as well, who came to fame basically during the time of the old music industry. They don't interact or connect with their fans at all. They just post on social media and that's it. Which, if I'm honest, explains why some of them have lost momentum and popularity, why some of them aren't at the level anymore that they used to be. And why am I sharing this with you? Well, to demonstrate that even people with a lot of experience in music don't always get it right. They may be stuck in old-fashioned ways. Or their advice may apply to a different kind of artist. I mean, yeah, like the famous artists of our time, they don't really have to invest a lot of time in interacting with their fan base online. Although I think it would really benefit them even more. But for the majority of artists, especially independent artists, but also just artists in, in more niche genres like me, I think that that old way of thinking or that approach doesn't apply And therefore, it's never a good idea to just blindly follow someone's advice just because they have more experience. Because what worked for them or for their artist or for their genre may not necessarily work for you, if that makes sense. And another example that I have for you dates back from, dates from the time that I started doing my own radio show. As you may know, I'm one of the most well-known vocalists in trans music. Trance is a sub-genre of dance music, and dance music, electronic music in general, is a genre that centers mainly around DJs, who, by the way, are also mostly men, but that's a different discussion. But yeah, it's basically DJs who are the main artists, and, and even though, you know, this has improved and changed for the better in recent years, generally speaking, vocalists are still seen as more as voices for hire than actual artists. And I didn't like that. <laughs> so from the beginning of my career, it has been my mission to profile myself as a multi-dimensional artist. And in this way, basically also help 
hopefully help pave the way for other vocalists to do the same. And launching that radio show, Press Play Radio, fit right in with that mission. A lot of the well-known DJs in my scene have their own radio show in which they support the latest and greatest trans tracks. And I figured, you know, I can do the same, but from a vocalist perspective. And that is when Press Play Radio was born. Um, a show dedicated to the latest and greatest in vocal tracks. And coincidentally, it so happened that around that same time, a few of my fellow vocalists actually started DJing and getting booked as DJs. And because I was really enjoying creating and mixing press play radio and learning how to mix, I started basically toying with that idea as well. And you may wonder, okay, where's this story going? Well, I had a booking agent back then. And when I discussed this idea with him, he advised me not to do it. As according to him, it wouldn't be a good look as a vocalist. And it would, he thought, confuse my audience. Now, this also happened approximately 10 years ago. A time during which I was relying more on other people's opinions than I would do nowadays. So... I let his advice get to me and discourage me basically from pursuing DJing. I also remember around that same time a female trans DJ coming up to me at at an event. I think apparently she noticed I started my own radio show and I remember her saying something like, you aren't going to be one of those vocalists who all of a sudden starts DJing as well, are you? making it very obvious that she didn't really uh, like that idea either. So my point is, advice that people give you isn't always in your best interest. People who we ask for advice or when they give us unsolicited advice may subconsciously have their own interests to uphold. For example, I can imagine, I mean, I can, I don't know what exactly her thought process was, but I can imagine that for a female DJ, which are rare in our scene, the idea of having to compete with more female DJs who already have built a strong fan base as vocalists could have been intimidating. I can imagine that. And another possibility is that someone's advice may come from a limiting belief that they have, such as the conviction of my former booking agent that being a vocalist and a DJ is not a good look and something that people won't understand. So what I hope to illustrate here is that you want to be mindful of who you ask for advice and which advice you actually take to heart. I mean, no one has knows has the tr- knows the truth. No one knows everything. No one is all-knowing. <laughs> and if you're not careful, advice may actually steer you in the wrong direction, especially if you tend to listen to other people from a place of insecurity and fear or to live up to other people's expectations. Like I was following my booking agent's advice because I guess I was scared that people wouldn't understand and that they would criticize me for it. Kind of like that female DJ did. And at the same time, you also want to be careful not to, one, 
dismiss someone's advice out of fear of insecurities either. For example, because following their advice requires you to do something out of your comfort zone. You know, in such situations, our ego tends to try to keep us safe by coming up with excuses why we should or shouldn't do something. Or two, dismiss someone's advice because of a limiting belief of your own. For example, when the advice to become more strategic in your music business triggers you because you have a limiting belief that becoming more strategic will take away from your creativity and the honesty of your music. Just to give you an example. So that is why I want to invite you to always take a step back. And give yourself time and space to tune in with yourself before basically following or dismissing someone's advice or guidance. You may not have as much experience as the other person, but you do have an inner wisdom that I believe you can trust. An inner voice that will be honest with you. But of course, you have to be willing to hear it. I have noticed that when I take the time to check in with myself, for example, through meditation or going for a walk, quite often, sooner or later, something will surface. Let's call it my inner voice that will steer me in the right direction. An inner voice that helps me understand if I'm about to follow or dismiss advice from a place of fear or a place of empowerment. That's a huge difference. And after years of practice, I have also become quite good at knowing when I'm making excuses for myself and when I'm letting myself be held back by a limiting belief. You know, I guess at the end of the day, what it's about is being 100% honest with yourself. And nine times out of 10, deep down, you know when you are just making excuses. And you know when you are sabotaging yourself. I also want to stress that if you've made a wrong decision, if, like me, you followed someone's advice and realized later on that you shouldn't have, don't be too hard on yourself. These are all lessons, There are no mistakes, only lessons. And that that is the way you learn. And sometimes someone's advice or guidance in that moment may work for you. But later on it stops working. And then you also have to be prepared to look at that and be like, okay, that's not working for me anymore. I need to to change. I need to change my approach. But don't be too hard on yourself approach this with your whole career approach everything in life with a growth mindset now of course as a coach I also give out advice as well I mean this whole episode contains advice you know if you look at it um, it's obvious but and I think my former coach clients can attest my approach to coaching is not telling you exactly what to do. Of course, I share the lessons that I have learned. I share my music industry knowledge as well as the strategies that 
I have found to be working well, not just for me, but for other artists as well. But I will never tell you, you have to do this or tell you to do things exactly as I did. Because, you know, no artist is the same. And I believe in helping you figure out your own path. Helping you build a successful music career on your terms. Which is also why I encourage you to check in with yourself on a regular basis. What I believe in is helping you build a career that aligns with who you are and the things that light you up. And no, that does not mean the process will be all fun and games. Building a successful music career will require you to do the work, to work on your mindset blocks, to do things out of your comfort zone, to make tough but impactful decisions sometimes, etc. But always in alignment with the life and the career you envision for yourself, as well as the change or the impact you want to make on the world. All right, with that, we have come to the end of this episode. If you are interested in coaching from me, you can request a free 30 minutes discovery call via the link that I will put in the episode description, or you can send me a DM via instagram.com slash artists, and I will get back to you. During this call, we will discuss your goals and the ways in which I could help you achieve those goals. It's no strings attached. After the call, you are free to decide whether you want to work with me or not. So check the link in the episode description or send me a DM via Instagram. As always, it would be great if you can share this episode in your stories or share the link with a fellow musician who you think would find value in it too. If you're listening in the Spotify app, I would like to ask you to support the podcast by giving it a rating. You can give it up to five stars. And you can do that on the podcast main profile page in the Spotify app. And otherwise, a review on iTunes would be amazing as well. Because all of this helps me help even more artists build a sustainable music career. All right, I'm going to wrap it up, pack my things and head to the studio. (laughs) So I'll see you again in two weeks.